are here with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Barbie Berg. This is my co-host, Steve Solberg. Hello. <laughs> we're doing whale talk today. Whale talk with Steve Solberg. Whale talk, whale talk. We were talking about beluga whales right before. There is a whole reason for that. And our producer, Nick Galetti. Hello. And we have another guest today, Mr. Barry Wilcox. Hey, guys. Hi, Barry. Wow. <laughs> Some sweet talking. Barry. <laughs> Barry knows that I I flirt with you like ridiculously just because I love to. You may have had a crush on me a few years ago. Oh, I still have a crush on you. <laughs> so let me, and let now me the tell real you a little reason about for the episode comes out. All righty then. <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about Barry. So the first thing you're probably gonna notice about Barry is he is ridiculously handsome. That's exactly is. what I noticed. I know. <laughs> Steve, you're blushing. I, I mean, <laughs> we hugged. And it was He's, a strong embrace. <laughs> was. But the second thing you'll probably notice is that Barry is in a wheelchair, which it's not a big deal with you. Like, I don't even notice it, really. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. Really, like, you're probably one of the most self-sufficient people. You're way more active than I am. Holy crap. So... We want to hear a little bit about you. So we want to talk about multiple things. We want to hear about your life and your story and how you got to be so handsome and what you're up to now. <laughs> and What's your handsome that was, regimen? <laughs> yeah, that, was a, that was my parents' fault. That wasn't my fault. Oh, <laughs> how dare they. Yeah. And then we want to talk about like how dating is for you in Utah because you are also a Utah transplant. You are not from here, right? Are you from Seattle? Pretty much. Yeah. So Port Angeles, Washington. Um, I oh. came here in, what, 2005, so... Okay. You know, I, I came here not by... Well, I say by choice. Of course, it's by choice, right? But, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's like the majority of the podcast audience, LDS, I'm guessing. Or, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. So, I'll just tell this story I got here. So, going to my second year at Oregon State University in graduate school, and no idea what to do my thesis on. No clue. And um, I was like, let's go to the temple. Let's see if, you know, we can get a little inspiration. So anyways, after a session up at the, uh, at the temple, this, uh, this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, thanks for letting me help you out. And I was like, oh, yeah, you bet. No problem. I mean, mm. thank you. And he's like, hey, I have a son-in-law at this. Before he said this place, and no connection to this is the place park. But he's like, <laughs> I was like, wait, he's going to say this place I heard about like a year ago down in Provo um, called Sit Tall, Stand Tall, where this guy helps people in the garage be more active and stuff, uh, just spinal cord injuries, doing some rehab type exercises. And um, it's exactly what came out of his mouth. He's like, I son of all this place in Provo. And, and I was like, oh, well, I guess, I mean, let's let's backtrack. So I was like, all right, Heavenly Father, I need help with it. What to do my thesis on? I need to meet more girls that aren't 18 because I'm striking out at Oregon State University. <laughs> and number three, um, you know, I just, like, wheelchair sports. I want to be more involved. So there was... Um, like a wheelchair rugby team in Portland. Um, they played a lot of Sundays and it was just like, man, nah, just less of my interest, you know, mm-hmm. you know, for, for obvious reasons. But, uh, mm-hmm. anyways, so the, um, I had this idea, let's just do a case study myself. Maybe I'll go to this guy's garage. It'll be like a great, you know, great place to do a thesis. And, uh, my master's was, um, exercise physiology, kind of an emphasis on chronic disease or individual disabilities. Hmm. So, uh, anyways, my Dean's like, oh yeah, go check it out. See what you think. So uh, I guess the story just gets interesting. I come to I come to Provo, and uh, you know it's like I told myself I'd never go to Utah ever. Mm-hmm. You know I was just <laughs> I've heard I mean that there's before. stereotypes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think yep. I think Steve Arena over here can like definitely relate. 
I'm yeah. sorry for calling you Steve Reno. Uh, that's okay. That's I'm what sure my dad names. calls me. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Steve Reno works. But, um, I mean, Steve-O, Steve Reno, whatever. But All we're good the, with it. Yeah. So anyways, you know, I was just afraid of the stereotypes. You know, I mean, I never really clicked with the LDS group very much. I was, mm-hmm. I was active, always active at heart. I didn't always go to church when I was younger because I was busy racing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, U.S. cycling team before I broke my neck. And we can get into that. But, um, you know, the opportunity came, and yeah, why not? I mean, it's in the inspiration in the Lord's house. You might want to take advantage of it, right? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I, uh, I go in and check it out, and I'm like two, three days into my checking this place out for a week, and there's no way I can do a thesis of this place. This guy's, like, hurting people, literally. Like, my knee was swollen by, like, day two or three, Ooh. and uh, I get a call from my mom, and she's like, hey, I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's like, you're having lunch with Keith Barney tomorrow. And I'm like, and who's Keith Barney? And uh, she's like, well, it's watching BYU TV, which she never does, ever. And uh, he's like, yeah, he was, he's in a wheelchair. He's a recreation uh, recreation therapy instructor at, um, at the Y. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, I contacted him. So my mom, like, you know, internet stalks him, get his contact info, <laughs> sets me up with lunch with this guy for the next day. Love it. And uh, anyways, we have lunch. He's like, wow, it's funny you're down here doing that. Told him I, what, what I want to do my thesis on. And he's like, this place called NeuroWorks just opened in Sandy this week. They have doctors and therapists and they're actually, you know, what's this say? Accredited or they have some credential. Mm-hmm. Um, not some guy working people out in his garage with no credential. Just ideas. Um, but anyways, my drive up Friday back to Oregon, I stopped by uh, NeuroWorks and opened the door. And it was just like, whoa. <laughs> you guys have a sound effect for that? I need I, I'll add one. Yeah. We can do it. Add it in post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, but anyways, uh. yeah, it's uh, they had all the equipment that I needed, biofeedback, electrostimulation equipment, and that's how I got to Utah. But mm. you know, it's it's opportunities been great here. Yeah. I've left three times and come back. And we talk about <laughs> dating. This is a dating podcast, and that's one of the reasons I've taken off. You know, it's mm-hmm. dating in Utah is the most bizarre thing. Yes. You know, I can say probably a better analogy, but ever. Um, <laughs> it's just weird, you know? Yeah. Preach. Um, it's true. Weird in what way for you? I don't know. Many ways we should say, not just one way, but um, people say they're open here. They're not really that open. <laughs> you know, I mean, they need to look outside the box a little bit, yeah. the bubble, whatever it may be. Um, <laughs> just relax a little bit. Um, not to say you have to dis- like disregard your values, not at all, but just, you know, look outside the box. Be a little more open. You know, I've been on so many dates where, you know, it's people can't ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's like they just don't ask questions. You know, you're like, well, this is really boring. <laughs> I can ask only a few questions, yeah. you know, and kind of short responses, not so much, you know, I mean, professionally, I can ask you tons of open-ended questions, but mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of people withhold information. You know, and it's it's like there's nothing to hide. It's yeah. cool. You know, I guess vulnerability is the big word, right? Yeah. You know, and dating, being vulnerable. And um, I think people are more afraid to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's the stress of perfection and, and impressing people. And I mean, there's, I mean, there's so much pressure here. I mean, how many times you hear the word perfect? Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Congratulations. <laughs> Neither am I. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, but what is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, anyways, but I mean, I think having a disability definitely makes it more difficult. You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I think another thing that's just really difficult to genuinely get to know people here. 
I've been told I ask too many personal questions. Really? I'm like, personal questions. Wow. Like, I mean, like Like what? Well, tell me, I mean, I mean, let's say about family or well, you've struggled. What do you, what do you mean you struggled? Can you mention any specifics or help Mm -hmm. me understand more, more clearly? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to judge you. I mean, shoot, you know, but (laughs) you know, that's the thing you hear judging and perfection. Those are like two key words you hear so much around here. Yes. It's just like, it's life. Yes. Welcome to life, you know? Yeah. Enjoy it. That's astute though. I, I hadn't thought about that, but I definitely, that resonates with me. That, that is something that we talk about a lot here. All the time. Having everything just right, just perfect and and people are more than happy. At least it feels like people are more mm-hmm. than happy to judge you on those things. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're not perfect, I mean, what is it? Is your attitude? I mean, do you have a little extra weight? Well, if you do, shake it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because I think we all have our inhibitions or whatever it be, but or insecurities. and But it's just those personalities, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you're looking for perfection. Maybe perfect for you. Or what can you, you know, just, who do you click with, you know? Like, if mm-hmm. I can communicate with somebody, have good conversation, boom, that's like 90% of the deal right there. Yeah. Like, do I want to wake up with this person? You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but talking, communicating, having a good time, people that aren't so inhibited. Mm-hmm. So I've that's a big thing I found here. People are so inhibited. Like, it's just like, just try, try some new things. Let's mm-hmm. go play wheelchair rugby. Let's go hand cycling. <laughs> hey, let's, you know, I mean, I play catch a little different thing than you do. You know, I mean, um, this girl I've been seeing the last few weeks, mm-hmm. like coolest girl ever. But she brought her, her son last night and mm-hmm. um, she was, she's like, hey, I got a conference call. I want to see you. Will mess up with me? And I was like, no problem. I'll bring the mitt. I'll play catch with your son for a bit. Nice. We're great, cool. right? Cool. Um, so, I mean, just adapting, you know? And, yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I mean, let's just say it's a turn on when somebody's like, hey, what can you do? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be reasons of what can you do, right? But, you know, what, you know, it's like, like, how do you adapt this? How do you do that? So curiosity. I mean, that's pretty cool. And people want to know. Mm-hmm. Really? They wanna, yeah. They want to, see, I, they I, I got to I, I think I would be, I, I feel like I would be putting you on the spot, almost like you're a sideshow. Like, tell me more about this. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that seems like that would be how I, how I might come across. So I wouldn't do it. I think that's what I hear a lot of people with disabilities. They're like, I wish more people would come up and talk to me. Like, I was watching an interview with somebody who was really disfigured in their face. They had gotten burned. And they were like, people look, but nobody comes and talks to me. They're like, I'll tell you what happened to me. I'll sit down and we can talk about it. And then you feel more comfortable with it. But nobody talks to me about it. But I don't know if that's how it is with you. Yeah, I think there's just a fine line between what's okay and what's not okay, what's mm-hmm. not okay. You know, I mean... Like, you know, I mean, if I know you and you're my friend, like, I have friends back home. You know, they've been my friends my whole life. And they'll joke and be like, come on, Gimp, or, you know, like, just <laughs> stuff like that. Let's get going, you know. But if if somebody you don't know and they, like, they see you as handicap or, mm-hmm. um, or Gimp or whatever it may be, you know, and it's just like, yeah, that's, it's, it's, come on, you yeah. know. Um, so it's better, you would rather have someone address it and talk about, your your disability or whatever you want to call it, yeah. then just act like it's not there. 
Yeah, but just have some skill when you do it. Like, <laughs> okay, uh, so what's the skill? Like, I mean, so so a few weeks ago, well, let's say a month ago, I think I've been on and off Bumble what three, four times. What are you? What about, like, you're married? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably on and off Bumble a few times for you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sick of this. Delete it. And then <laughs> three weeks later, you're like, dang it, I'm bored. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, same with mutual, but like a month ago, I was like, Bumble is so stupid. I mean, being LDS in Utah, they find out you're LDS and like, uh, what? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's I mean, coming from the right. Northwest. The, Seattle area, it's like, you don't tout off your LDS to everybody. It's just what you do. It's your way of life, you know? People are a little more open to that. Here, it's so black and white. But, uh, yeah, it's this girl. This happened before, but she's like, so you're LDS? And I was like, yeah. And uh, so you don't drink? And I was like, no, don't drink. Mm -hmm. She's like, so you don't have sex either? I was like, when I get married? You know, and she's just like, well, that might be a deal breaker because... I like sex. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that might be a deal breaker then. If you want to get to know somebody that's pretty cool and fun, I mean, get to know me. I mean, it's not like we're getting married here. Yeah. If you want to just get to know somebody, doors are open. Mm-hmm. But um, so she was, and she was formerly active, I guess. And, uh, but she could tell she's, she's like, can I have your number? I'll give you a call. And she like calls him the next day and the next day. But it all evolves around like what I will do. And what I won't do. Really? Weird. You know, I'm just like, you know what? No. Let's see you later. Yeah. You know? They're not yeah. getting to know you at all. No, but when the first thing she wants to know is, well, can you have sex? <laughs> it's like, How does it work? Right. It's like, you know what? Let's just get to know each other. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, what's your major, major concern, you know? I don't know. I don't know if... So what's the skill there? Like, uh, what's a, what's an okay approach to discussing this topic? Well, I'll get to know somebody a few times first. Um, so don't talk about it on the first date. I mean, if you, if it's comfortable and everything's great, and they're like, hey, well, I got a question. And this is, it's come up this a few times. So you got a question. And I'm just like, yeah, I know what the question is. But I just want to see how they, <laughs> how they, how they, how they ask the question. So are you able? I'm just like, mm. yeah, I am. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> You know, it's like, I mean, it's like, I mean, I could like hashtag gimp, not limp. What? <laughs> you know, like I could say something like that, but you know, it's. Sorry, that was really funny. You know, I mean, it's just how it comes across, you know, it's just, just, just have some skills. Yeah. Like, don't just ask like without even knowing me, you know? Yeah. I mean, then that seems to make sense in whether somebody's has a disability or not. You're not going to go, let's talk about your sexual history like <laughs> right away yeah so like, can you get seems- it up <laughs> before i even ask you like hi my name's so-and-so let's just skip that and like yeah it's yeah well you'd be surprised though because it wasn't you there was another guy that was lds and he was in a wheelchair and i went on a date with him and there just wasn't any spark or anything there but one of my friends when i found out when i was going out she's like well do you think you want kids and i'm like i I don't know. And she's always well, in a wheelchair. You get, you guys probably can't have kids. It's going to be really pro- like assumption. And I'm like, oh. I just, we're going to get burgers. I'm not thinking about if he can impregnate me right now. Like it just, yeah. but I think a lot of women automatically assume like you're in a wheelchair. I want to have kids. Therefore you can't give me children. Therefore you are off my list. And I think that's kind of ridiculous because it's not actually true. Like not yeah. even an issue, but yeah, no, it's, I think there's lots of assuming, like, is there only one way you can do it? Yeah. Like, anyways, we won't get into that topic. <laughs> but it's just surprising. But clearly it comes up a lot. It does. It yeah. does, especially when you're, like, 41, LDS and single. Yeah. Because you know? you've never been married. No. 
I mean, it's, there was an experience once upon yeah, a time. whatever. But we had to somebody's <laughs> business, right? Yeah. That was what? A long time ago. Yeah, but, but you don't have any kids. You've never been married. No kids, never no. married. I'd like to pass the berry jeans on at least yeah. once, you know. Got to have them good-looking children. <laughs> you know, I mean, that'd be cool. <laughs> Pretty awesome. But anyways. So one of the things, so can we talk about your accident? Yeah. Can we just do the, like, the basic Reader's Digest or however much information you want to give? Okay. Yeah, I mean, so November 27th, 1994. It's just uh, 16 and a few months old, I guess. A little history. So I was on the U.S. team, qualified for the U.S. team at 15 years old. Pretty for, phenomenal. For cycling, right? For cycling. Yeah. And, um, you know, had some skills. Um, just always really dedicated and driven mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of premonition that I needed to kind of cool up my jets a little bit um, with what was going on when I was when I was 16. And same time, fourth period, fourth period journalism class. You know, at least once or twice a week, just some random thoughts about wheelchairs, surgery, losing hand function. You know, a few other things. And I don't know whether it's just a warning or whether it's, you know, what it may be. But um, driving home one morning from a, a girl I was dating. Mm-hmm. Um, we was with a friend at a concert in Seattle. And uh, Sunny Day Real Estate in White Buffalo or I don't know, something <laughs> like that. And oh, yeah. uh, anyways, but uh, our family are friends. So I slept at the couch at her house because it was another hour and 20 minutes back home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, two, three hours of sleep. Kids will be kids, stay up late, you know. Do things you shouldn't do, right? Mm-hmm. We're kids, right? But anyways, get up early thinking, yeah, I should get some more sleep. But I was rushing home to train, meet me with a group, and uh, fell asleep uh, a little over halfway home and uh, woke up three and a half weeks later. Oh, my word. Wow. Six skull fractures and a broken neck. Oh. So, but yeah, you can say definitely a change of lifestyle. You know, when you have the next 10 to 15 years of your life literally planned out. Mm-hmm. You know, at 15 years old, I was riding sponsors and, um, you know, when Oakley calls you and they're like, hey, we'd like to send you free product. You're just wow. like, huh? <laughs> what? Excuse me? One more time. And that was like the old school machine. That was like machine. the height of Oakley, too. Oh, yeah. it was. There was yeah. nothing but Oakley. You know, there was like yeah. Belay and a couple of the guys that were just there, mm-hmm. but they weren't Oakley, right? Yeah. So it's something to, you know, it's things like that. They were just absolutely ridiculously amazing and things that kind of push your drive, but um, but yeah, that was almost 20, well, 24 and a half years ago or so. And mm-hmm. so, you know, four or five months of rehab and was very shy before my accident and had to get over that. You just had to, Yeah. you know, if you want to go anywhere, you had to take chances. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went on and went to college, got a couple of bachelor's, master's degree. And what did you get your degrees in? Um, two bachelor's, sports medicine, exercise science, and uh, master's exercise physiology. So that's what you do now? Yeah, actually, I was able to quit my job a little over a year ago, and I'm just teaching almost, full, well, two or three classes per semester at the college while training for the Paralympics. Cool. Oh, I didn't know that. What are you teaching? Uh, mostly nutrition. That's so, awesome. So with the exception of a few years, I've always taught adjunct on the mm-hmm. side just for extra cash. I mean, shoot, teach two or three classes a semester, and boom. Yeah. There's your mortgage. There's your car payment. You know? Nice. So good way to save cash. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, with the exception of a few years since 2003, I mean, I love it. You know, I get to, you know, I've got what, 13, 14 years of clinical experience. Yeah. Where I was a clinical exercise physiologist and uh, get to pass it on to students. And it's fun to use the enthusiasm and, you know, about prevention and just prevention of chronic disease because people have no clue what to eat. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. whether it's bariatrics, cardiac, medical, uh, medical fitness, like the areas I've been in, it's just, you know, it's just, I open you to a lot of people, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
they'd like them to maximize their life and abilities, kind of like I'm doing my best to. I mean, it's life, you know? I mean, yeah. grab it by the horns. Wait, that's Red Bull's <laughs> saying. But you know what I mean, right? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was gives you wings. It does. But it's not like grab people, <laughs> grab by the by the horns or whatever. Yeah, give me oh, wings. Oh, right. Yeah. But anyways, you guys got it right. But uh, anyways, so, but yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to quit my job. I've been able to bring on some, some sponsors, but. Because you race now. I do. So. People, some people like my story, and it, it's really time to get my story out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perseverance, what happens, you know? Following a path. You know, I like to say my time in Utah has been a bit of divine inspiration, but, uh, you know, leaving three times and coming back. Why I come back? Because good things have happened here for me. I think I put a post on Facebook. It's kind of a love-dislike relationship with Utah, but just the <laughs> many, many, many things that have happened here, it's like, yeah. The biggest obstacle I don't like about Utah is dating. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a dating mm. podcast, but it sucks. Yeah. It does. And know? it's different here than anywhere else, right? It is. You know, I've never grasped on the concept, like, we should date four or five people at one time or get to know. It's just like, isn't a female's job, like, don't they master, like, multitasking? Because, guys, <laughs> we don't master multitasking very well. Mm-hmm. We're horrible at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying women have to date five guys, but, you know, it's, I've never grasped onto that date multiple people at one time, you know, and. Yeah. You know, it's, but the thing is, there's just that block just to genuinely get to know people, it seems. It's um, very hard to connect too with many, too people. too many walls here. up, you know? Yeah. It's like, just relax, just chill. Mm-hmm. It's not marriage, it's just a walk in the park. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, as I was trying to, I guess, gain some sponsors, um, a year ago, I picked up a few. Am I allowed to say them? Sure. Well, sure. Well, don't so, care. Kodiak Cakes, Nitor Performance, Amp Human, um... Wolf Tooth Components. I mean, it's the coolest guys ever. Mm-hmm. You know, and Kodiak Kicks makes amazing products. They're I teach good. nutrition. So, you know, I'm choosing the best of the best. Yeah. Um, but anyways, as I, the guy who did my promo video introduced me to um, this other guy named Darren Schmidt who's done some movies and Utah Brides or something like that, a show for quite a few years. And he's like, he, he hears my story and he's like, wait, I want this guy to be Coach Bill. And anyways, I was asked to play Coach Bill in this movie. That we That's just, right, because you're in a movie now. Yeah, we just filmed a few scenes that they're going to pitch a bunch of people, and the Tour de France is involved, which is pretty awesome. And nice. It's a fictional story based off a book from 2005 called The Race. But, um, yeah, they, they heard about my story, and they're like, this would be amazing <laughs> to have huh. this guy's influence and enthusiasm in this position. Because I guess the previous Coach Bill, really stiff, no enthusiasm. and. Mm-hmm. Like the pitch will be out in a few. Well, I think it's done, but um, I saw some of the rough drafts or whatever you call it in the, f- the world of film. Yeah, sure. But um, they're presenting to people starting this week, and so I'll have the rough draft. I'm sure I can put it on Facebook or something. But it's yeah. pretty cool. It's really cool. So that is awesome. So the racing you're doing is hand cycling. Hand cycling. That's right. Because I was confused when you first started talking about it, because I wasn't sure like how much function you had in your arms. But so you, because you lay down and you pedal with your arms, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of evolved over the years where people sat up with their legs in front of them, kind of like you're sitting in a chair. Yeah. And um, it's kind of, it's now where everybody's basically reclining on their back. So no ideas, Barbie. <laughs> but anyways. Wow. I could come cuddle you. Hey, Barry. 
man. You guys, Barbie, she's she's like, if you want a jokester, joke with Barbie. <laughs> be careful. Be careful. She might be serious. Various, I don't know why. There are some people that I'm around that I will flirt with just shamelessly. And ever since I met Barry, I'm like, I will sit on your lap and I will flirt with you forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hashtag. Take that out. Anyways. I think, I think Steve and I need to leave and leave no. you two alone. <laughs> Anyways, I love me some berry. It's good to know people like Barbie, you guys. Just the enthusiasm. You know hey, I mean? thanks. No restrictions. <laughs> no inhibition. Right? Right. Yeah. It's so what you see is what you, fault, get, <laughs> 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 what you get. To a fault, what you get. But anyway, so, but yeah, we got to do those scenes. I know it's pretty cool. I've never acted in my life. And I, yeah. I knew about this last year, so there's a little bit of practice. But, I don't know, came off pretty well, and we'll see what happens. Good. So, but we talk about, I guess, the opportunity. And it's based off a best-selling book from 05, and... I got to talk to the author of the book, and I was like, hey. So when I came to Utah in 05 and did my thesis, everybody was like, every quadriplegic or paraplegic is writing books about their story. I'm just like, mm-hmm. is this like a rite of passage? What is this, you know? <laughs> um, anyways. people for the network marketing conventions. Yeah. Speak. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. But um, I was like, I think my story has got, you know, more validity than, or more attraction than a lot of people it's not to say it's better but i wrote a book in 05 and i was like i don't like the ending so i just left it sure. i was like a better ending will come i have a feeling better ending will come it sounds weird i have a feeling but um then when 10 years later the opportunity to race my bike again even though mm-hmm. it's with my hands versus legs came along i was like that's it yeah you know anyways so he's more than enthusiastic about helping me finish the book and i was like so much of a better ending yeah. Than what I had before. And uh, we're hoping it ends at the Paralympics. Yeah, that's what the next thing we we'll talk about. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. When will you know about that if you're going to the Paralympics? Uh, next season starts February. The Like the Mac Daddy of the Mac Daddy. Like the biggest, the best qualifications in June next year in Minneapolis from okay. what I've heard. So that's when I'll know. Okay. How many do they take? Is it Good uh, question. Um They'd probably only take one person in my category, but the like I mean, it's only category. One. No, category is <laughs> based off function. So okay. I'm the current national champion in my category, but uh, there's that's pretty good. There's like yeah. 10, 11, 12, 15 categories. He says casually. Yeah. So <laughs> the current national champion. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. It's not but, a big uh, deal. <laughs> but there's they'll probably take like sixteen to eighteen people total. So But one per category. That's less yeah, than I would have thought. One or two per category. Mm-hmm. It just depends on if you're a medal contender or they see you as a medal contender. Mm. So there's gonna be some additional trips to Europe next year just to prove that you can race against the best. You know, just like able bodied cycling, Europe kinda develops these amazing hand cyclists. You're just like, how do you guys do it? Yeah. So Steve has a bit Roids. in his stand up routine about no. runners, right? Your distance runners mm-hmm. and all that where there's like these famous people that nobody have heard of, and they're all Africans or whatever. Steve loves right. running. Who who are some of the the top names other than yourself? Apparently, who are some of the top names in what you do? Well, there's two guys Where they that come should, from. There's a couple guys in our category that should not be in our category. <laughs> um, they're just they have way too much function, but they fake it. Mm. They faked it on um, when they got classified, and um, so it's kind of like doping and, and mm. cycling, but wow. people with disabilities. People with disabilities try to fake their function to get into lower categories. Really? You know, a key guy out of out of Italy. I mean, the Italians get like a hundred grand if they win a gold medal at the Paralympics. And uh, so, of course, why wouldn't you want to cheat? Why wouldn't? Yeah. And the Italians are pretty good at cheating. You know, in cycling in general. <laughs> I mean, let's say it. I mean, shoot, I, I saw 
Lance Armstrong's former coach sticking a needle in somebody's arm, and I was 15 years old, you know? Wow. So I've, you know, I've, I saw that stuff before I broke my neck. But the top guys out of Czech Republic, Belgium, uh, two out of Finland, one from Switzerland. Those so are Europe probably is definitely the top. Guys. The top. Yeah. And it's like when I started racing, what, four or five years ago, again, I've always been active, so the transition to racing wasn't too bad. But um, I was working 50-plus hours per week, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, full-time as a clinical exercise physiologist and teaching classes. I couldn't train full-time. No. These guys don't work. They just train full-time. So, you know, I was more than amazingly lucky to have the opportunity to train full-time yeah. just a little over a year ago and go for this. I love it. It's been so fun to watch what so, you're doing. Like, anyways. I actually love the Paralympics <laughs> kind of better than the Olympics. I started getting into them about 10 years ago. And then I'm really excited for this next one because of Zion. Do you follow Zion the wrestler? Oh, yes. I've heard of him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He is this kid that was born without legs. His mom was a really bad drug addict and stuff. I think he was born while she was in jail. And he finally got adopted by this woman. And I think he was, like, in his sophomore year. And the wrestling coach came and was like, you should wrestle. And he's like, I don't have legs. And he's <laughs> like, nah, you should wrestle. And he won state that next year. And he wrestles able-bodied people and this next year they're trying to get him to be able because he can wrestle able-bodied people they're trying to get him in the regular olympics and the paralympics that he'll be the yeah. first person to be able to cross over sorry i really like the olympics no that's totally awesome like you know, a it's, lot <laughs> yeah i mean it's pretty cool because i think that's actually increasing mm -hmm. just i mean it's been more of a normal thing like oh this person has no legs this yeah. person has no arms like wow that person eats with their feet yeah i mean mm -hmm. How can you not, like, appreciate or just be like, wow, dang. Absolutely. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, even me. I'm just like, my hands don't even work very well, and I'm just like, hot dang, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's just skills, you know? Oh, my gosh. I am so excited to see what happens this next year for you. Me so, too. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I, I kind of have some questions, but I, I hope they're still in good taste. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I need just be, it's yeah, it's cool. Well, no, no, I, I I guess sometimes when people date, and we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. people look for similarities, mm -hmm. and and that could be mm -hmm. you know things that you same favorite foods, favorite sports, whatever. Do you have a preference with someone who is disabled or not? I mean, I, over the years, that has I mean, it's been like oh wow. I've known a few people that have been injured that have actually dated and married other people in chairs. I mean, for me, I don't know if that interests me so much, but I've met some people that I'm just like, wow, that is so cool mm -hmm. what they can do. So it's, even though, I mean, I've been able-bodied and I've also had this life of being in a wheelchair, you definitely become more open to, wow, that's, I mean, people inspire you, you know? And it's, it's, yeah, people People blow your mind. Okay. You know, um, I mean, as far as, I guess, preferences, you know, I mean, because I was so active before, I mean, I like people that like to stay active mm -hmm. and they're open, they're happy, you know, they don't criticize others, you know? Yeah. So it's not just like a physical thing. It's mm -hmm. more just like, who can I click with? You know, I mean, goodness gracious, you know, I mean, what somebody looks like at 35 is not what they look like when they're 45 sure. or 55 mm -hmm. or 60 or maybe if they have a couple of children, you know, it's, so it's, 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 yeah, it's more just who you click with. But what I like so much is people that aren't inhibited. They just, they want to get to know you, you know, I mean, 
I mean, yeah, don't ask if you can have sex on the first time you meet somebody. Sure. <laughs> but flirt a little bit. Be okay with it. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Rub shoulders, whatever. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's curiosity. That's kind of, I think it's one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Cool. And they want to know. Yeah. You know? I mean, they want to get to know you. But you don't find yourself clicking with other people with disabilities any more than you do anybody else. Mm, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I don't hang around people with disabilities so much. I mean, I yes and no. I mean, when I go to some of the groups and hand cycle and or play rugby and stuff, but most of those are guys, and I'm just not really interested in guys. <laughs> um, I mean, good to know. But yeah. um, there is some ridiculously attractive um, paraplegics out there, like. You're just like, dang, because most people are, they're injured skiing, ATV, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And um, so, but yeah, disability or not isn't the big issue. Okay. It's who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, just not being afraid to get some, to get to know somebody. And so. That's cool. Anyways, I can think of like so many things I could say about that. You know? <laughs> don't say it. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, you never know how somebody is going to, let's be honest, say, I mean, don't run with you like and get any bad ideas and I say that because it's a pretty challenging term but you don't have somebody's gonna like turn you on you know, they could say like in mm-hmm. your mind sure. like in your mind turn yeah. you on one mm-hmm. she's like get to know more about them yeah you know or impress you or wow you want to hang out with this person more you know you want to see that person more right so you know there's a lot of good looking faces in Utah I mean there's a lot of good looking faces like a in Utah lot. <laughs> you know but 90% of them or more you know, I'm not really interested in going on dates with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, physically, whoa. Yeah. You know, I actually listened uh-huh. to your guys' thing on the whole Utah millionaire thing. And <laughs> LDS millionaire. I mean, how much of a freaking joke is that? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a disgrace to the church in a way. Yeah. I think I mean, that's what made me the most uncomfortable about it. It's like, what are you guys trying to, like, foster here or promote? You know I mean? Come on. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, when you, when you label wards the 902 and O ward, Things like that. Which I mean, one's the 90210 award? Oh, it used to be a award in Sandy. And um, they got to be they care- were all rich or something? Or? No, it's just, it was. Um, it was the Beautiful People Award. Kind oh, of. Okay. thanks, Steve. <laughs> 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 yeah. I didn't want to say what I was going to say. But. Uh, so you, you know, know this award. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there every Sunday. You know? So. And it's hard because Utah really does have, I honestly think, the most attractive people I've ever seen in a space. I came to a conference here a couple of years ago, maybe like 10 years ago, before I ever even lived here, and a bunch of the guys I was with were from the East Coast, and we happened to be downtown on conference weekend, so of course there's just people everywhere, and the guys could not believe it. They're like, these are the most beautiful women I have ever seen. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's just what Mormons look like. I'm like, I don't Small really know. Small gene pool? What? Yeah, it was, it was just like, how many yeah. Swedish and Scandinavian people can we get in one place? But but it, we really do have ridiculously attractive people here. Yeah, let me ask you guys a question, actually. I mean, how many times, you know, now that I'm off these dating sites, just because it's like mental refresher, breath of fresh air, right? Um, you go someplace out of city or out of state and you click with a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know? And you have conversations, you're like, wow, this is like kind of, wait, is this normal? Yep. Right? You yep. know? And uh, it's, it's sad. It's, you know? It's something that I've found really surprising. Steve, do you feel that way too? 
that I click with people more outside of the yeah. state. Um, You're so personable. I feel like you... I think I... Yeah, I think it's okay. I think I click with people mm-hmm. sort of wherever, I hope. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I... I have noticed sometimes in Utah I feel like I don't fit in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I mean, that's a better way to put it probably. It's just when you're not from here... I mean, not to say like we're so different or anything, but... It's just a way different way of being raised, you know? It's it is. like yeah. who got up at five AM to go to seminary when you guys just walk across the lawn at school and go to seminary. At two right? o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever it may be, or just the way you're you know, you're raised. And it's just a little different. Mm-hmm. So it's I just there's a little bit of openness sometimes outside. Yeah. And I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So But no, I completely agree with you because I travel a lot for work. And I love to go out of state, especially like Atlanta or in the South because, Atlanta. dude, <laughs> guys appreciate me down there <laughs> and I will wear clothing that's a little bit tighter. And I'm very like, I've been very uncomfortable in my own skin the last like year. I've been very self-conscious, but man, when I go to Atlanta and stuff, I'm like, uh-huh. I feel good because ev- there are guys because you don't experience that in the LDS culture. Like guys aren't like, hey, like. Not that you need to be, like, doing that all the time. We are scared to death to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I am, at least. I, but I go to Atlanta, and literally I'll walk down the street, and there will be guys, and I'm like, you're cute, you're cute, and they smile back, and they check you out, and it's like, yeah, I feel good. Yeah. And, I'm but definitely that is, okay with smiling at strangers, but I will never go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones that normally, like, verbalize it are the homeless people, but I'm like, yeah. I'll take my compliment wherever I can get it, but... <laughs> But yeah, it is different. We should do, I mean, we've kind of done a podcast about that. We we occasionally make stabs at it. We do. It's just, it's so hard to explain to people that are from here. Because they're like, I don't get what you're saying. And I'm like, no, it's really different. It's kind of interesting though, because I've done it like like a handful of times. Just approach somebody and like, wow, you are really good looking. Or wow, you're a catch. And just smiling and being charismatic and they actually like it. Yeah. They're like, oh, wow, I should do this again. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but... I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it's back to dating. Maybe it's just LDS dating. Maybe it's Utah, but I have been laughed at Ooh. in Utah. For what? Asking two or three girls out. Oh. I can mm. think of two. And uh, they literally like, <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> I was like, are you serious? Wow. And wow. who are you? You know? That's awful. So yeah, I've been laughed at twice that I remember. I think there was another time, but it was just, it's like, give me a break. Yeah. Really? Wow. Do you, yeah. do you ask or do you date more from people in, I guess we'll say, real life versus date, dating on the apps? Yeah, I appreciate real life more because it's nice to see their reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, they're maybe do they have mm-hmm. enthusiasm? Are they curious? Do they want to get to know you? Um, you know, it's it's just real, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's real life. And, you know, I mean. But have you, you found any better luck one way or the other? I, like, I've been luck. online. That's a terrible I mean, word. let's be honest. Since <laughs> my mom and my stepdad online, and when LDSsingles.com first came out in like 2000, oh, yeah. 99, 2000, whatever it may be, and she's like, my mom's like, Barry, you got to try it. I met this great guy. And it's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I tried it on and off for years and different sites, and, you know, mm-hmm. you know date a few, few people here and there, but it just, I mean, maybe it just wasn't the right person, or maybe it just it didn't work, but. It's something really interesting about meeting somebody in real life or somebody that picks up the phone and calls you mm-hmm. versus your textual relationship, you know? You know, it's just so dead and dull. It's just, it, I mean, 
people around here got enough anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for that next text is like anxiety times 10. Oh, man. You know? It's but rough. I appreciate real life. Like the girl I've been getting over the last few weeks, met her on the back porch, somebody's house. Oh, you did? Cool, awesome, fun. Nice. And let me tell you a story. So I was, she's, this guy's trying to like, you know, work his magic. And I'm just sitting <laughs> on the porch and I didn't want to go down the grass on a few steps. I'm just like, whatever. It's just that same crowd that just talks and you you saw them at the same party 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, pass. So I'm just <laughs> hanging out on the deck, just chatting with somebody. But then I saw her and I was like, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, her looks caught my eye for sure. Of course. She's talking to this guy and I was like, let's see if this works. So I roll over and like, I knew the guy kind of sort of. I was like, hey, do you know where so-and-so is? And uh, he's like, oh, oh yeah, he's in there. She walks around him. She's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I was like, oh my gosh. Ooh. It worked. You know? <laughs> nice. And she just blew him off and we started talking. I was like, wow. Huh. That's fantastic. <laughs> Anyways. But it's been a fun past three weeks. You know, uh-huh. if we were like the only two people left on Earth, I wouldn't be disappointed, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> um, she exceeded that threshold. You know, so anyways. Oh, my gosh. I love it. But it's like one of those things as well. You know, it's like, um, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, like, will people date people with kids or not kids? Will people date people that have been divorced? Not mm-hmm. divorced. You know, people that have been divorced more than once, let's throw some red flags up. What's going on, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, do they have kids, multiple husbands? I mean, maybe there's some red flags with certain people, but but you can get through those. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, but yeah. best to figure out why, right? I mean, this specific person has been divorced, has three kids. I don't care. Yeah, it's not going to stop me from getting to know somebody. Not at all. It's kind of like having totally. a disability, right? And just because somebody's different, I mean, if you click with them, it's not going to scare me away from getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Right? You know? Yeah. I exactly. kind of feel like it, it, it. Pardon me if this is off base again, but it feels like because you have gone through what we might call a tragedy, where you had to kind of mourn for the life you thought you were going to have. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're more open than than people that ha- haven't gone through that. Yeah, when half the hospital sees you naked, <laughs> um, you know, a few times you're just like, meh. <laughs> All right, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, it's just those little just things that don't. Who cares? They don't mean. But much, see, you know? the fact that you're not making a big deal out of this person being married and having three kids, yeah. some people would go, "That's not my ideal." Therefore, I'm not going to go I'm there. Not. Yep. So true, I think true. the idea that you've kind of—I don't want to say you've parked the idea of an ideal, but that it feels like you're you're open to the idea of something that isn't other people's ideas or yeah, ideas. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've known people that are like. Let's be honest, they're in the mid-late 30s and they want a virgin. And yeah. I mean, at 40, 41 years old, you know, you're like, well, that's a very small percentage of sure. the pool, mm-hmm. right? And whether somebody's been divorced, hasn't been divorced, whether somebody's been on a mission, not been on a mission, yeah. whether somebody's, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think people have these long scrolls that they need to maybe edit a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, but, you know, just get to know somebody. You, you never know. You never know. I mean, never people's stories are always fascinating too. Yeah. I mean, if you if it's kind of like you experience something, you know, you're going to do the left or the right. This isn't a political analogy, but, you know, let's say the right's the better choice, you know, and I mean, politically, I mean, I personally think it is anyway. Would you stop <laughs> Sorry, it. sorry, sorry. Stop just it. <laughs> middle of the road, middle of the road. But anyways, sorry, this isn't a political yeah. podcast. 
You know, I mean, I kick you out. <laughs> no, this isn't. This is. I'm not favoring Trump. I'm not favoring Trump. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's. Uh, but just you know, it's just. I mean, like, like, well, like back. It's like values. What values do you have? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you live your life? You know, I mean, how have you overcome an experience? You know, for example, I mean, how did I overcome my accident with a lot of faith mm-hmm. and moving forward in one direction? And now, like, there was no crying moments. I mean, oh my gosh. I can think of three, four, five, where it was just, yeah, I mean, you're just like, are these tears ever going to stop? But it's just part of the journey, Mm -hmm. you know, and you go and it's, things work out. I mean, you just stay along the path. I mean, stay along the path, you know, as long as your destinations, I think is worthy. It's good. It promotes something that's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's good for you. It's good for others. You know, but it, it, it promotes, whether we say personal development or takes you to a much better place in your life, you, you know, than where you could have been, why not pursue it? Mm-hmm. So. I feel like that's like the perfect spot to end. Go like ahead. that was just so motivational and awesome. So Barry, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, like, no problem. We love having you here. Well, I hope they do. I, yeah. I do. And that's yeah. all that matters. Definitely. Um, <laughs> But if anyone wants to get in touch with Barry, you can stalk him online or you can just come directly to me. If he has not seen anyone, I will try to hook you guys up. But I will also post a picture of Barry. I warned him I was going to pimp him out. And uh, if he's not not seeing someone anymore, Uh, I will be respectful of that. You can't say it's exclusive, right? I mean, it's Utah. This is Utah. Thank you. Right? But yes, we will post a picture of Mr. Handsome Barry. And thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you soon. Thank you.